Hi, welcome to So Yellow, a weekly podcast about our experiences as female Asian Americans. I'm Helen. And I'm Cindy. For today's episode, we wanted to talk about losing a loved one and how we deal with grief. Okay, Cindy, have you ever thought about losing a loved one? Yes. I think about this too often, I feel like. (laughs) It's, like, bad. I just, like, think about it and then get sad. And then Mm -hmm. it, like, I thought about it and I really want to, like, make myself kind of snap out of it because I feel like it prevents you from, like, living in the moment and enjoying, like, what you have now. Because if you're thinking about the future, like, people are going to, like, leave your life eventually. Always, you know? Mm-hmm. So you might as well just, like, cherish the time that you have with people now. So yeah, what about you? Yeah, I do too. Especially, like, if I'm in the shower. I don't know why, like, that's when I start thinking about things and then, um, like, thoughts pop up. And I feel like it's become more common after COVID started because... Since I'm, like, separated from, like, part of my family, it's, like, we can't, like, really see each other now because, you know, airplanes and, like, it's just, like, risky. So, yeah, it's just, like, uncertain. Like, when I'll ever see them again? So, then I always, like, make an effort to call them, like, after I shower. <laughs> <laughs> right when you get out. <laughs> for me, okay, the equivalent of your shower is, for me, when I go to sleep, like, if I'm just laying there... I just, like, can't help but, like, think about life, you know? So then that's, like, when I get all sad. Then everyone's asleep, so I can't call them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't you think sometimes, though, it, like, I feel like sometimes it forces me to make time to talk to them when I do think about it? I don't know. Well, for me, I live with, like, my paternal grandparents, and so I don't really call them. I just, like, you know, see them every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, just being around them, and, like, seeing them and then thinking, like, one day if they're not here, then it, like, makes me really sad. But then I'm, like, a really, like, I don't, I don't like talking about feelings. I can't, like, say anything. Mm-hmm. I can't get stuff out. Yeah. So I can't, I wouldn't, like, I feel so, like, uncomfortable, like, saying stuff out of the blue, basically, to mm-hmm. them. And, like, I feel like when you say stuff out of the blue, it, like, makes people worried sometimes. Like, oh, what's, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? <laughs> like... I think especially during COVID, I was, like, so scared about my grandparents, and they, like, never left the house, and I didn't even know, like, how much time had passed before they, like, went out, so, like, I was going to the grocery store, like, during the summer, and my grandma asked to come with me, and I was like, no, like, you should stay home, like, Mm -hmm. whatever you need, just tell me, and I'll get it for you, and she, like, begged me to like let her go she's like please let me go i haven't left the house in half a year and that made me so sad did you let her go with you yeah (laughs) we like quickly went to the grocery store and then i had to run another errand but i told her to send the car because i didn't want her to like go in oh my god now that makes me really sad about my grandparents because my dad and my uncle they're living with them and they won't let them leave the house like at all unless it's for like a doctor's appointment do they like go out on walks or just not at all no i think they think that's too dangerous too i feel like you need some like fresh air and like exercise but yeah it's so sad and like i've heard so many stories of people like they can't or they don't want to like 
you know, like be in con, like physical contact with their grandparents, like just as a precaution. So they like, I don't know, like wave through the window. It's so sad. Mm -hmm. And my, um, maternal grandmother she lives somewhere else so i would go visit her sometimes and for the longest time i like didn't hug her because i just like don't want to risk anything you know and i was like sad thinking about it like what if she wonders like oh why doesn't my granddaughter hug me anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i've ever hugged my my grandma <laughs> wait what wait okay maybe when i was little but like as i've gotten older i don't remember hugging her well, I feel like, I don't know if it's, like, my family or, like, a lot of Asians, but I feel like we just don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just too much, you know? You you show your love through, like, food <laughs> and, yeah. like, actions. But I think I didn't really hug my family that often until I went to college, and I was just, like, sad thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to see you for, like, three months or something like that. So whenever mm-hmm. I leave the house... For like you know some extended period of time i always like hug my grandparents and my parents but the thing is like my dad and my grandpa like do not like physical touch at all like they'll just like <laughs> pat me on the shoulder like please don't touch me <laughs> do you think that's where you um get your like anti-physical touch from <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah i i remember when I would leave for college and then like my white grandparents were there at the restaurant and then so were my parents and then if I was leaving like I would give them a hug and then my parents and I we wouldn't hug and I just felt really weird. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I, I want to give you guys a hug but I feel like it would make you guys really uncomfortable too so but I also don't know if they're upset that I didn't give them a hug. I don't know. You should try it one day <laughs> as a social experiment. <laughs> Do you tell your grandparents you love them or your parents? No. Okay, so I've never said it in like Chinese. In English, I only say it when my mom says it to me because she'll say it to me. Like if Uh if she's leaving the house or if I'm leaving her, like she'll say it. And then I just like mutter under my breath, like, (laughs) love you, bye. (laughs) Like I just can't do it like on my own. Uh It's just so uncomfortable. (laughs) Something's wrong with me. (laughs) Wait, no, I'm the same. (laughs) I've never. Okay, my dad. I think in high school, he started saying it after our phone calls. I feel like it is an Asian thing because I saw this one video where like, or maybe multiple videos, it's like people, like Asian children calling their parents to tell them that I love you. And it's like a challenge, you know, like, because it's so uncommon. And then the parents are like, um, what, what do you need? Like, what happened? (laughs) You good? (laughs) Whenever my dad says it to my brother, he's like, "Uh, yeah, bye. Like... (laughs) that's cute that he like tries to say it to you guys wait does he say it in english or in he says he says it in english how do you even say it in fujonese i don't know (laughs) there's like just a lack of words in fj to show like how you feel (laughs) yeah i remember we were talking about how do you say i'm sorry in fujonese and you know how it's like if you don't hear a word or you don't use it you wouldn't know it but like we ask people and i feel like it doesn't exist (laughs) Mm-hmm. that's why it's so hard for us to say sorry that's why we're stubborn <laughs> yeah i never hear fujo people talk about their feelings yeah i remember like my mom tried to like talk to us talk to me and my brother about it when we were in high school so like i appreciate she's like cognizant of like mental health but it was there was like a catalyst for it so like in high school someone from our high school like committed suicide 
And so everyone, mm-hmm. like, in the area and the county, like, heard about it and all the parents and stuff. So my mom – it just, like I, – I think it just, like, hit my mom that this, like, a problem among students. So she, like, talked to me and my brother and said, like, if you ever are going through anything, like, you can always talk to me, like, you know, ways out of it. Like, mm-hmm. like if you feel down, you're not alone, basically. Well, that's nice. Do you feel comfortable, like, going to about things, like, when you're feeling down? Mm, no. <laughs> honestly (laughs) well like it something really big or like it has to build up a lot until i do it i probably wouldn't do it so casually because i remember like the past few times i've talked to her about like how i was feeling about stuff like i was like bawling my eyes out and then like the stuff she says to me makes me cry even more so it's just like i'm crying the whole time but like little problems or like you know boy problems probably wouldn't (laughs) But yeah, I just hope that like when I'm a parent that my kid will feel like comfortable like coming to me and talking to me like I hope I'm like their best friend. Yeah, I was reading this book and then um, it's by a therapist and she talked about how there's like two different kinds of patients like one where I don't know, they've like gone through a lot and you can kind of like tell by their living situation and then the other kind of patient like on the outside like everyone thinks they're like have the perfect life but then they're actually like going through a lot of things on the inside for a small part of my life i thought about being a therapist but then i was like no i could not do it like i, d- I don't think i could handle all that which is like like props to like therapists and stuff so do you have any personal experiences with losing a loved one um i fortunately have not had to experience it but how about you Okay, so I've lost two people in my lifetime. I hope it, like, doesn't mm-hmm. go up anytime soon. But so my the first time I, like, lost someone and went to a funeral was when I was in elementary school. My grandfather passed away. And I was honestly so young that I, like, I don't think I really understood, like, what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I feel oh my god Mm. I like I was like I'm not gonna cry like I rehearsed this (laughs) okay I'm like 1 billion percent gonna cry (laughs) okay it's okay take your time (sighs) okay so if I laugh I'm not like I don't think this is like funny in any way it's just like I'm I'm trying not to cry (laughs) but Mm -hmm. when I was little I remember that okay well hearing the news is always like the most shocking and like surreal thing in the whole world so I, I think, like, at the funeral, I didn't even cry, which is, like, so surprising because I cry, like, all the time, like, literally right now. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um... Were you just, like, really shocked? Yeah, I think I was shocked, but I just didn't understand. Like, like I'm sure you think it's easy to understand, like, someone passing away, but when you really think about everything that it entails, like, you'll never be able to, like, share a meal with them, talk to them, and, like, you know, like do anything with them Mm -hmm. again but another way that i thought about it which i i don't know i feel like i was more i wish i was more aware of it was like the person that passes away has a different relationship with everyone in their life and like around you so for example like he he wasn't just my grandfather but he was like my mom's dad and like my grandma's husband you know so Mm -hmm. i feel like i didn't really like help them through it as much as I wish I could have because like that's so like of course it's sad losing 
my grandmother, but like, like, I feel like, like, I don't know what it's like to lose a parent, you know, so I, I can't Mm -hmm. like, like help my mom say that. But also I was like so young, so. Since you were so young, like, yeah, did you understand like what happened? Like, did you understand what like death meant? I feel like I, I did understand that they would be gone, but I just like, I also thought it was like unfair because he wasn't that old and so i just didn't understand why it it happened you know i'm like Mm -hmm. i i thought he was like healthy and like you know very active and like you would never expect it for like for it to be their time to go Mm -hmm. so the second experience i had which actually like made me think of the idea of like doing this episode because i feel like no one wants to talk about this but i feel like we should because you know, everyone is going to probably go through this at some point in their life. And so I just like, you know, like no one's alone in this. Um, mm-hmm. So the last uh, funeral I went to was actually a month ago and my god grandfather passed away. So we're not blood related, but I think I said this in the previous episode, like it doesn't matter who is like technically and blood related your family, you know, like you form these relationships like we are so close it's like we're family so mm-hmm. um so this one like okay so both times that i was told that like like this person passed away i have the most vivid memory of it happening like i remember where i was who told me like 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 my entire surrounding like it's so vivid and then mm-hmm. i'll like i would always like replay it in my head and like the like the um first word that comes to mind is like surreal you know like you just like can't believe it's happening and it's like it takes so long to process and i feel like sometimes you'll like never actually like come to terms with it but like you have to (laughs) do you still feel like that um i I, not really because i've like i'll talk about this later but i like tried really really hard to like shift my mindset so basically like I was so sad about it. Like, I couldn't focus on anything when I heard the news. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to the funeral, um, so this person in my life, he was so, like, funny and charismatic and kind. And, like, he was, like, literally the funniest person ever. And, like, he could make anyone laugh in any situation and, like, turn a, you know, like, very serious situation to, like, a positive, lighthearted one. So... Mm-hmm. At the funeral, we're all, like, sitting there, and it's, like, really sad, right? But then the pastor is talking and, like, talking about some stories from his life. And, like, everyone cracks up laughing, like, multiple times because he's mm-hmm. so funny. And I was like, wow, like, we're at his funeral, but we're all, like, laughing. And then, mm-hmm. like, the way that they, like, spun it and then the way I, like, hope some people can think about it is that you shouldn't, like, I mean, you can mourn, obviously, but I feel like you should also just celebrate the life that they had because, like, I feel like if you're, like, invited to the funeral, like, you obviously had enough of a relationship or impact in this person's life to, like, come together and celebrate their life, you know? And then it's just so, like, comforting being in a room full of everyone that, like, loved and cared for this person. And, like, I don't know, I feel like it was so nice to see, like, how much everyone cared about this person. And obviously, like, a funeral is something you don't want to attend. But, like, I don't know. It was, like, an honor being there to, like, celebrate their life, you know? 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. And like another topic we wanted to touch upon is like how to cope and deal with grief. And so, like I said about like changing your mindset, like I don't know like everyone's situation, obviously, but the two people in my life, like they had some illness, right? And so we really talked about how like, like you have to imagine like they're in a better place now because like I said, when I was younger, I thought it was so unfair for them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I don't know, like, I'm also trying really hard to not, like, choke up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like, you have to, like, really, like, imagine that they're in a better place and, like, their suffering was, like, ended. And so, you know, for, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, what's best for them, even though, like, no one wants that. Mm -hmm. Like, wants them to be gone. So, another thing is that... I'm not trying to, like, impose my ideas on people and, like, whatever you, whatever religion you are and whatever you believe about the afterlife, but to me, I just want to believe that, like, eventually you'll be reunited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. So, a, a metaphor that I thought of last night was, like, like, no one should be able to tell you what you what's right or wrong you know about the afterlife Mm -hmm. and so i was thinking about (laughs) believing in santa (laughs) in santa oh my god why am i crying too (laughs) so it doesn't matter what like people tell you and what people want to impose on you if you want to freaking believe in santa like believe in santa you know like like whatever you believe in doesn't harm literally anyone on this earth so that's why you know, like, you have to, like, or I think about those two things, like, they have a better life now, or, like, their suffering was ended, and then we'll be reunited one day. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, like, since I've, like, never gone through something like that, like, I never know, like, what's, like, someone who's going through this, like, how should I, like, help them or, like, comfort them? Like, mm-hmm. Because there's always, like, people always, I feel like people always say the same things, you know? Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know if that's, like, actually helpful. Yeah, so, um, obviously, like, no one wants to hear that, like, it's fine, it'll be fine. Like, I feel like you really have to let someone, like, let it out in the moment because that's when it's the hardest, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like, just letting people, ha- like, feel the emotions that they're feeling in the moment and, like... I don't know, like, catering to them, mm-hmm. like, in that specific time. Because, um, like, I feel like in the beginning, it, there's just, like, so much shock and, like, so much to adjust to. Like, no one's really prepared for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, like, I don't know. I know it's, like, really hard, but I think the best thing that you can do is, like, offer, you know, just, like, what's the saying? Like, <laughs> offer an ear or, like, lend a y- ear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not offering. <laughs> Lending an ear and like a shoulder to cry on, I guess, and like telling them that their emotions and reaction are valid because to me, I was like crying for days and it's like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I gotta like snap out of it and like get back to life. But it's like okay to like grieve. Mm-hmm. And, um, also i think a really helpful thing is like just letting them know that you're there for them to like support them because i feel like when you're like 
in that state and you're just so sad, you feel like you're alone because um, if you're like living your everyday life, even if you're home and like social media, whatever, but you can, you just like see people going on about their lives, like their everyday lives and like acting like everything's normal. Mm -hmm. And then you can feel like, oh my God, everyone is just like acting as if nothing happened and I'm like over here and I'm like the saddest person in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like they didn't go through that, but it just like feels so unfair sometimes and like like you don't want to be in the that position so maybe some people will try to like snap out of it and like you know return to normal life as quickly as they can but yeah just like letting people know that you're there to support them because i think in that state you can be so jaded your mind's like so clouded and you're like thinking about this situation all the time mm-hmm. or at least this is just from personal experience. Like, I feel like it was so hard to, like, concentrate and, like, do anything because all you want to do is, like, reminisce and then you get sad and then it's, like, a cycle. <laughs> but also, I think crying is a good release because if you, like, keep it bottled up and, like, don't want to cry, it's going to, like, burst out like a dam <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, if... Obviously, don't, like, pressure people to talk about it if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. But if someone does want to talk about it, I think, like, lending an ear, you know? Like, people don't want to burden others with their problems. And so, I know for me, like, I didn't really want to talk about it because I don't want people to, like, feel sad all day because of me or something. Um, I see. And, like, just, like, like, catering towards any feeling that the person may have like obviously sadness but another big one I feel like is regret so for me I would constantly think back to like things I wish I could have done things I could have said to them and you know things you could have changed but at the end of the day like the two people I lost like I never knew it was coming and so like obviously I wish like you know, I call them more frequently, tell them, like, how much they mean to you. That's why you should do it pretty regularly to the people you care about in your life. But again, like, I had to kind of shift my mindset to not thinking about all the things I regret, but thinking about all the great memories I had and, like, just focusing on those, you know, because those are the positive memories that you had with that person. And they will always, like, exist in your mind, I guess. So you can, like, always reminisce on those And you could always have, like, an infinite amount of regrets. Like, obviously, you can think of anything you wish you could have done and you wanted to do. But at the end of the day, like, you can't. So, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's no point in, like, dwelling on those things. And so, you just got to shift your mindset and, like, shift what you're, like, thinking about. And, like, the things you, like keep coming back to i don't know i feel like i'm saying the same things but (laughs) it's all about your mindset (laughs) yeah no i think i I was watching this video a while ago it was a ted talk and she was talking about how she lost her she lost her husband i think and then like something that happened a lot was like people would keep telling her like oh like you need to like move on like you're gonna find a new man like tomorrow like at the funeral what? they they said that to her they were like one person was like life moves on you'll find another man tomorrow and so she, she says that like that's like very common in our culture like if someone is like 
grieving. I don't know, people will like look down upon it and think it's like unhealthy. I think people don't want to be seen in such a like vulnerable and emotional state. Like, I don't know, like no one wants to be seen crying and like just sad for days on end. But I also don't think you can like push yourself and like force yourself out of being sad. It's like the same thing as getting over a breakup. Like you just gotta, you know, let it happen. Like when you're over it, you're over it. Like don't force yourself to like get over it, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like before you're like actually over it and like ready to like move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like if you do push those feelings away, like it'll eventually come back later on. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like you can never really fully get over like someone passing away because you will always know for the rest of your life that they're gone. And so whenever you think about it, like you, you might get sad again. And so I think to like have a, you know, healthy coping process, you really have to like deal with it in the moment and like basically like prepare yourself for the rest of your life, like having gone through this. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. you have to like be okay with this for the rest of your life basically and not be like okay today i'm good but then like in a week or a month or a year like it all comes back you know yeah the the title of the video is actually like you never get over losing a loved one i i just like can't imagine losing my my family members oh when you were when you were talking about your experience like i just like my mind just like went there and i was like oh my god like what if i they're just gone tomorrow like i don't know yeah it's so scary that like you never know anyone's like amount of time on this earth like one thing that i thought about is how scary like car accidents are and how frequent they are Mm -hmm. so like i feel like we're so used to just hopping in a car like going anywhere to run an area and coming back but like anytime you step in a car like that is such like a hazard you know like you're taking a risk yeah, you're you're risking your life basically. Like, I don't want to like make it dramatic, but like, you know, anything could happen. And so mm-hmm. that really like okay, so when I got my license in high school, I was like no phones. I'm never going to use my phone ever while driving. I would put my phone in the glove box and never touch it until I got to my destination, which mm-hmm. I don't know how cuz I always use it for GPS now. <laughs> but if you think about the times that you would like glance at your phone at a text or like, you know, like you're distracted driving because you want to change the song or something like I just think like that is like obviously I've done it so I'm like Mm -hmm. not saying I'm like perfect but I think if you think about it it's like it's so not worth it you know like that text can wait that song can wait like it's your life on the line you know especially if you have passengers like you are responsible for their life basically when they're in your car and so yeah, I, I honestly get a little bit scared when I have to, like, drive my grandparents or, like, family members because it's like, oh, my God, I'm in control. Like, it's all on mm-hmm. me. Like, their lives are literally in my hands. Like, I'm in control of it. That was just a spiel about safe driving <laughs> and not being distracted while driving. <laughs> no, I feel the same. I feel like I'm already, like, an anxious driver, but then when I'm with, when I'm driving other people, like, it's just, like, times 10 anxiety yeah and i'm someone that like when i mess up in when i'm driving like a near accident happens like i will replay it like so many times in my head like oh my god if this had happened like 
it'd be so bad like I'd be injured mm-hmm. or like anything could have happened and so you just gotta learn from your mistakes don't be dumb yeah so when you when you were going through these like hard like the grief period like did you have like were your families like pretty like supportive like emotionally or like friends family or like how did you what helped you the most like it okay i will say my friends were really supportive like i know like like you and all my friends that i told like you know like said what i said as advice to do like just mm-hmm. tell them like you're there for them and stuff but i was like so emotional like reading those just like made me cry <laughs> so oh, no. I, another thing is i don't like crying in front of people so yeah mm-hmm. basically i didn't cry around my family or i tried really hard not to um like i would always like wait to like cry in my room <laughs> when mm. i go to sleep because like it's just like something about me like i don't want to like one like make someone uncomfortable and two like burden them if i'm like crying around them like like the, no, I feel you like, shouldn't feel that way no i feel like when you cry around someone they're like the other person's like frozen like oh no what do i do like at least that's how i feel so that's why i don't want to like do it in front of anyone else and it's fine like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't trying to like cry it out with someone like it's mm-hmm. fine that i cried on my own but yeah my family they don't really cry that often so i did like see my mom and like my brother cry at the funeral and so like that's what made me feel like oh my god this is like so impactful because like they literally never cry and mm-hmm. now they're crying and so i feel like also seeing them cry makes me cry but yeah yeah and we're in like such a weird time like at the funeral everyone had to wear a mask you know and like sit far apart from each other so i will say that i did enjoy wearing a mask <laughs> okay, i'm not laughing but um like it like hid my like tears basically mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just like flow down in into my mask <laughs> Uh, my mask was like wet and soggy but you know (laughs) yeah it just like Mm. just like hit all that (laughs) but yeah it'll never get easier i feel like like i don't want experience with this but you know the lip with the limited experience that i have like i feel like this is what i've learned to like try to Mm -hmm. cope with things so yeah yeah i think yeah like even though like i've never experienced i feel like it's good to know like what just like what to expect and then also i feel like a lot of people can probably relate to your experiences too i feel like a lump in my throat yeah (laughs) same (laughs) well that's it for this week's episode of so yellow we know that losing a loved one can be extremely difficult and stressful So if you've gone through something like this, just know that you are not alone and we hope that our experiences could help you out in one way or another. If you enjoyed what you heard, we love if you left a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of our future episodes. Until next time. Bye. Bye.